Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast. We're going to make money while traveling the world. Speaking of traveling the world, we're actually here in the beautiful northern Philippines, exploring the town of Bali, working away on my first kid's book, which is being released this Father's Day. It's all about just traveling to uh, all the conference, all about South America. Uh, so amazing illustrations by my illustrator in Venezuela and it's really inspiring people to visit uh, uh, the amazing continent of South America so that's gonna be available on Father's Day uh, around the world so you make sure you grab a copy at Amazon.com and as we're traveling and as we're working as we're writing books we also are still doing a podcast we're already at over episodes over 400 episodes with 400 amazing travelers from around the world and uh, we love uh, particularly focusing on and my big passion. And we have an amazing uh, guest on the show here today. Her name is Susan Whitehead from Wanderlust, uh, mom of six kids. I have three, and I find it hard <laughs> enough to juggle three kids. So I can just imagine the double the world of blessing. Uh, you know, kids are definitely an incredible blessing from above. So uh, yeah. we're going to be talking about family travel, about travel. Uh, Travel blogging show here today. So, Susan, uh, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thank you. Doing very well. Very well. Thank you. Glad to be here. I know you a little bit better. Why don't you do, do a quick introduction and share a little bit more about yourself, Susan? So, uh, like you said, my name is Susan Whitehead, and um, I kind of grew up, <clears throat> excuse me, in a family that valued travel. My mom um, was born in Costa Rica, so. I feel like we traveled more than more than most people did. At least I had a passport, um, and we would go and see my family in Costa Rica growing up. And when my husband and I got married, uh, he was in the Air Force, and we just assumed that Uncle Sam would send us to all these far off places, and we'd get to explore. And we never left um, the forty-eight continental <laughs> states. So um, it was about two thousand eleven. It was early 2011, and we were renting a house uh, in the suburbs of Tampa, Florida. Um, and our landlord had come to us, and she had a big peach pie in her hands with a big red bow on top. And she said, I need you to move out at the end of your lease. We had planned to extend um, to buy a little more time before we started traveling overseas. Um, but our money was running out, and we thought, let's do what we're hearing online, we've met some families, other traveling families that were able to do what we had wanted to do, which was live overseas. And so we literally sold everything uh, in about three months and moved to Costa Rica. And we spent about six months in Costa Rica with five kids at the time. And then we had an opportunity to do some house sitting in Mexico and made some, met some awesome friends there. So we stayed in Mexico for about 13 months. And we came back to the States my husband took a job as a contractor overseas in Afghanistan. Uh, he left two weeks after I found out we were pregnant with baby number six. <laughs> the, the timing was awful. <laughs> and uh, when he got back from that, we had saved up and I had built up um, my Amazon business to the point where we could travel again. And so we spent three months driving around Europe then we came back again, and then he took another contract job, this time in the United Arab Emirates. And then we spent six months living there with him as he did that job, and now we're back in the States. So, 
Whitney, what questions to ask you about all those, uh, uh, you know, different uh, areas that you mentioned. Uh, particularly, I want to know about big family. Have, and there's only two adults. Uh, pretty much it's three kids, unless the bigger, uh, the older kids are able to handle uh, the little one. Yes. But about the logistical, uh, the logistical challenges, but also like, uh, how is it? How is it like to travel as a big family around the world? Well, we get lots of attention <laughs> wherever we go. Um, we found that in Latin America and in, when we were in the UAE, we were much uh, more welcomed. Like in Spain, we were, we were of course in, uh, just something to gawk at because uh, once people found out we were Americans, they thought it was very strange because most American families aren't as large as we are. Um, <clears throat> then they also assumed that we're rich, which when we were in Latin America, we absolutely were not. <laughs> Um, it, it, England really was the only place that we kind of got some, some like the, the stink eye, you know, where people kind of look at you funny. Um, but we, uh, I, I've built up to this. So it wasn't like, you know, God gave us six kids all at once that I don't even know how people would handle it with multiples. But, um, just as our family grew, we started to adjust and so I am the checklist queen. So every time we go to travel, I have checklists that I print out for everybody. They are pretty much, except for the little ones, are in charge of packing their own suitcases. Um, and we just get to airports and uh, ports and train stations very, very early. <laughs> and we just try to plan to make the, especially going through security, that's like, that's just the biggest nightmare. Um, and our kids are, they're, the older ones are, my oldest is almost 20 and the youngest is four. So there is a huge helper. Everybody has a helper. We pair an older one with a younger one. Um, but we try to streamline everything as much as we possibly can for security because it's, that's just never, it's never pretty. <laughs> amazing. Uh, amazing. Uh, all the system of, uh, you know, uh, the buddy system. Older with younger, older with younger, older with younger. And then you guys are free. <laughs> you just yeah, start. well. <laughs> right? <laughs> Easy. <laughs> so uh, you mentioned also Amazon. Uh, tell us about your uh, and all internet marketing projects and your income sources that you're deriving uh, from the World Wide Web. So when we first launched um, back in 2011, we actually had a it was in mostly eBay and Amazon and a wholesale business. And we were leaving in three weeks and we literally had no plan for how we would continue to make money because it was something that somebody needed to physically be here in the US to receive packages and, and get them shipped off to the various places they needed to go. And we were actually visiting some family friends and she asked me, she said, oh, how can I pray for you? And I was like, Tina, look, <laughs> you've got this business. And in less than three weeks, we transitioned the whole thing to their family to take over. So that was really our first taste of living the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. And that book just totally changed my mindset on how we could do these kind of things. But you know, you kind of read those books and it's like, well, psh, he's a single guy. He can go off and learn how to tango in South America, no problem. Um, but then after that, you know, I had that taste of Amazon, had that taste of, of being able to do things more remotely. Um, <clears throat> but we had some marketing clients at the time that we still have on retainer. 
um, that we do just email newsletters and moderate website updates. Um, I had a newsletter service that I ran and that kind of ran its course. I had launched the, to my knowledge, the very first family travel magazine on Apple's newsstand, built that up and then I sold it. And then the guy who bought it didn't do anything with it. <laughs> so uh, now, now the, what I've done for the longest really is Amazon. Um, and just, I have some exclusive agreements with some wholesale suppliers where it's really easy. I just monitor my inventory. When it gets low, I order some more. It comes in. My mom and brother actually do all of my um, receiving and then shipping out to Amazon. And I've self-published a couple books, some on Kindle, some on, you know, CreateSpace. So, you know, any anything that makes money, I'm willing to give it a shot. So that's, that's our income. Oh, and then when we were in Mexico, my husband... Um, he got a CELTA and he taught online. So he taught English through openenglish.com. Following the whole multiple streams of online income approach, I've heard a lot of terms for it. Some people call it remote income. Some people call it octopus income. You got an octopus <laughs> and grabbing mans. Uh One of my favorite terms for it is a patchwork income. Yeah. A big quilt of income sources. Uh, I think this is pretty much a very common model that a lot of digital nomads, um, internet marketers use is that not relying on just one, you know, yeah. uh, or golden news goose, you got to basically spread uh, all the options and diversify just in case things uh, go diversified income. So great insights there, Susan. Um, also, mm -hmm. let's cover uh, your travel blog. Family vision of the blog and what are some of the themes and topics you write about? Well, the main point of that site is really to help encourage people who are in the dreaming stage and they maybe feel like, yeah, you can do it, but I can't. Uh, but they still have that desire to to travel and they just don't really know really the logistics of how to do it. And like I said, I am the checklist queen. <laughs> And my kid, my kids have been trained, and now they're like, "Yeah, mommy, where's the checklist?" You know, if I tried to like forget about it and not print it out, if we go anywhere, even if it's just an overnight trip. Um, but what I did is I actually created a course that really walks you through from trying to figure out why you want to travel, where you want to go, um, all those, all those logistic things. What do I do with my house? What do I do with my pets? What do I do about medical care? You know, all those things are encompassed in that Wanderlust Families course. So that's that's really where I, I hear a lot of people that talk about, oh, well, I can't do it because, and to me, I kind of take that as a challenge. It's like, well, I can't travel because I have kids. Well, yeah, you can if it's a priority. And so I think if people get to that point where travel really is a priority, they need some guidance. I mean, we had definitely had people along the way that helped us um, just figure out where to choose to go, you know, how to get there, what to do. So um, I tr tried to download as much of my brain as, <laughs> as possible to, to help others do exactly what we did. So speaking of thinking of traveling, uh, you know, a lot of people fall into that uh, uh, 
kind of dream of traveling. They put things on their bucket list. They, they say, I wish I could do that, but they don't take action. Yes. <laughs> and, and I think waited a long time to take my family on the road. Uh, not a long time, but six years of uh, suburban life. And then we finally left uh, behind. But uh, uh, tell us some tips uh, in terms of how do you go from thinking about traveling to actually dreaming and then finally doing it? Well, I would, I think the first thing is just realizing that most people that do this kind of transition, they take this big leap, they don't do it with full clarity and they don't do it without fear. So I think a lot of people, you know, on the out, on the outskirts of this, of this lifestyle kind of look at it and go, Oh, I, I, I'm not brave enough to do that. I could never. And you, you listen to those lies that you tell yourself in your head. And it just, it really, I think comes down to mindset. Are you going to decide that the lies that you're telling yourself on your head are more important than living your dreams? And so for me, I didn't want to look back on this, this time with my children and yours are still little, but I tell you, it goes like that. And I have a 20 year old. I mean, it's, it's so crazy. Well, she'll be 20 next month. Um, it's so crazy how fast it goes. And we were just looking around at other people in similar situations and they didn't have the connection that we wanted with our children. So if someone's thinking about doing this, you really have to decide what is more important. Is it more important to be comfortable in your life right now? Or is it more important to really invest really completely into your family and your relationships with your children. And I think once you get over that hurdle, then everything else will start to fall in place because you already have that destination in mind of having that closeness with your family. Great is Syria. I'm curious about is uh, faith travel. Uh, you happen to be a Christian, just like myself. Um, so tell us about how do you incorporate faith in China? Uh, showcase itself while we're traveling. Well, it's funny because a lot of people just assumed that we were missionaries, and even now, when I share a little bit about what we've done, even just this week, I took my daughter um, to the chiropractor, and I was sharing a little bit of our story, and she said, "Oh, were you missionaries?" And I was like, "Nope." We just went. <laughs> and so for us, it was from the very beginning, we just had like a little index card like this. And we had, I wish I still had it. Um, my husband and I had talked a lot about our dreams and I had just written out a goal in pencil on a little index card that we wanted to live overseas. And I put it in a place that I walked by every day. And I feel like that was just my reminder that this was a desire that God had put on our hearts to do and to not give up. But when we've traveled, it's um, it's just been so faith building. Uh, and that's not something that we thought we were gonna, that was going to happen. Uh, we wanted very much to expose our children to people that were very different than we were. Um, we even within our family, but especially within the media, uh, you hear a lot of negative stuff about all Latinos, all Muslims, all, you know, any people that are a different, they're different. And we didn't want our kids to do that. So we picked places purposefully 
so that they could get to know people and really see how to relate to them and just share God's love in a way that would really make connections. And I mean, we saw our Christmas in Mexico, we had so little money. Um, we spent most of our Christmas money that we were going to do for the children buying um, like shoe boxes for a local um, mission that was there. And I'm not saying this to brag at all. That's just what we were doing. We felt like this was something neat. It was something we had done in the States with um, Samaritan's Purse Operation Christmas Child. And um, so we did. We had each of the children. They made their own box for another child. And we got to go to a celebration where, you know, all the kids got presents. And um, and then we didn't really have anything left for for our kids. We had spent more for these other children than we did for our own. Um, which was, you know, a very conscious choice is just how it worked out that year. Um, and then we met this lady at the church we were attending and she said she had recently been in the States and while she was out shopping, she said she felt like God told her to buy Christmas gifts for our family. And we didn't even really know this lady at all, but because we're a big family, we stood out <laughs> at the church. So everybody knew us. And she came and she had gifts for every single one of us with our family. And it was crazy of how those gifts exactly matched the recipient because she didn't know us. So like she got a pink purse for my oldest daughter and her favorite color was pink. And then she got like an Alice in Wonderland doll uh, purse for my second daughter. And that's her favorite movie. And if my husband had just, like three days before, he had one of those Leatherman tools, you know, that's got like the scissors and the knife and the screwdriver and all those. His broke, like two, literally like two or three days before. And we thought, well, we don't have the money to go buy a new one. Kind of stinks, but it is what it is. And then on Christmas, she gives us this gift and it was the Leatherman tool. So as much as, you know, we could say that, that you know, we wanted to do things for God. It was really God growing us during during all of our travels, really. But that's that's one of the big big stories. I mean, there's more, but um, that's the first one that jumps out to my to my mind. Cool. Thank you for sharing, and uh, you know, it's a uh, very important uh, for us. Uh, so thanks for sharing uh, how you do it. So I'm curious to know what's your big vision going forward in terms of your travels, in terms of your business. In terms of your family, uh, tell us about uh, what the future holds for you. So right now we're based in the States. Um, like I said, my oldest is almost 20. And so we're here um, letting her do her education. Um, at the same time, she and our third daughter both have uh, moderate scoliosis. So we're having to kind of stay in one place to let them get the therapies that they need because um, we're taking an, an alternative approach. We're not um, that we're not putting rods in their spine um, unless that's the absolute, absolute last resort. So that requires us to be somewhere where they can get the care um, that they need on a regular basis. So my goal <laughs> for our family is within the next two to five years to move again overseas. Um, I would love to see South America and that's how we connected. I was looking for, for some dream places to to look at in South America, just to get back into the the Latin American culture that I, I, I just, we miss it. We miss it so much. And we love how, 
how family friendly it is. Um, love the food, just love everything about it. So um, my husband's in aviation. He's building up his resume in that part right now. And then I'm building up uh, more streams of income during this, uh, this holding pattern that we're in right now. But definitely have no plans to uh, let my passport expire. <laughs> Life is definitely very unpredictable. So it's hard to, uh, you know, totally uh, us as well. We'll be in the Philippines for probably about the next six months. Uh, and then uh, we're probably going to explore Asia. We have uh, things change all the time and we adjust and adapt. Uh, to circumstance and situations. So it's always uh, one of the hardest questions. In closing here, uh, you've been a wealth of info about traveling, uh, you know, family travel and uh, making an income online. Um, you know, uh, if people have further questions, how can they connect with you online and through social media? Well, I actually have uh, the wanderlustfamilies.com is uh, my main travel uh, focused site. You can find me on Facebook and it's like Facebook forward slash Susan T Whitehead. Um, and I'll be easy to find. I have a pink shirt on in the profile picture, but it'll always have um, a picture of all of us for my profile cover. Um, and I'm, I have a website, SusanWhitehead.com as well. That's more um, faith-based for, for any of those interested in that. So So thank you uh, uh, for uh, being on the show here today. Yeah, I family travel, super inspired by your uh, ability to travel with that many kids. So uh, keep up the good work and also keep up the great work, inspiring people uh, just like you are. Thank you so much, Ricky. And uh, I wish you all the best with your kids. It's such an amazing life. But I'm glad that you started earlier than we did. Thank you, Susan. And thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode. Uh, make sure you uh, connect with Susan, susanwhitehead.com, and also on wanderlessfamilies.com. I'll have all those links below. And uh, make sure you connect with us as well, daddyblogger.com. Once again, don't forget the book's coming out this Father's Day, so make sure you grab a copy uh, to give to the dad in your life. And uh, we'll see you digitally. The podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world.